0: To about
1: Alsace. You're always quite excited, Jason. How about being very excited very for good change? <laughs> 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 Adventures in wine. Oh, there you go. I'm David Chandler, and he is Jason Yap. You know, I always thought Alsace was a bit of a kind of toy town region. Well, it is marvellously anachronistic. It's kind of pretty, isn't it? And very, very well kept, somehow. Which belies its bloody and violent history. Oh, really? Okay. As a key uh,
0: strategic zone between the Vosges Mountains and the Rhine River. One great thing about Alsace, both in terms of wine and food, and it's very, very rich in both, mm. is that it takes a lot of the best bits from German culture and French. So if you had a Venn diagram of France and Germany, you could think of Alsace as the intersection. That's um, quite a good word of putting it. OK,
1: all right. And all the wine that you've got laid out here for us today is in these sloping-shouldered bottles.
0: Flutes, very traditional. It's an ancient and traditional vine area, the villages are marvellously unspoiled, so they've got these lovely stone, half-timbered villages and Mm. patchworks of vineyards. Mm. There's many different wine makers. There's over 4,000 grape growers in Alsace, about 25% of whom bottle their own wines, Mm. and then the whole game is dominated by some really big négociants and carved cooperatives. But we're looking at a family's wines, one of the Grand Maison, if you like, and these are from Léon Baer, which is a very old family estate. Founded in 1580, and it's based just southwest of Colmar in the village of Egersheim, which is a really beautiful medieval village with the streets laid out in concentric circles. It's one of the most perfectly preserved. And in Alsace, it's quite interesting, it's one of the few areas in France where you're allowed to bottle wines by grape variety within an Appalachian. So all of these wines we're gonna taste today with the exception of this first one, which is a sparkling cremel, mm. are bottled under the grape variety. Now the Cremant, which I'm about to open, um, is a blend of two Alsace grape varieties, Pinot Blanc and Pinot Auxerrois and it's one of France's eight Cremant, so sparkling wine Appalachians, where they can produce a bottle-fermented, lovely mousse, Oops. very very fine bubbles, very appley. So they make a still wine, then they add yeast and sugar, and they bottle-ferment it under a crown cap and then disgorge it, and put the flanged cork on with the grillage, the
1: grill on the top, mm-hmm. after they've induced the fizz. And this is a good one, so... It's really lively. Lovely appley aromas. Really appley, but then not as fruity as you'd expect, actually, on the tongue. It's got a nice sharpness to it. Well, it's got a lovely crisp acidity and mm. very fresh fruit. And the house of Leon Bayer, they're known
0: for making wines that are very much towards the dry end of the spectrum mm-hmm. for Alsace wines, So this exemplifies that. It's very approachable. Thanks. Really versatile. Lovely spring aperitif. Mm. That and, uh, is, that's nice, Jason. Yeah, really bright and really fruit. Um, they're good value. I mean, uh, perhaps underappreciated, but getting an in interest now, definitely. what Alsace is is best known for and really specialises in 90% of wine production is white Okay. and they've used many different grape varieties which are aromatic
1: Right. so Um, is that what makes the Alsace wine so characteristic is this aromatic grape that they use is that the idea?
0: Aromatic grapes and they are aiming for a style that's very clean, very fruity and traditionally has a bit of residual sugar but these actually are drier than most and I thought we'd kick off with the still wines with a Pinot Blanc. Mm-hmm. So lovely vintage, 2015 vintage. Pinot Blanc is, I think, one of the more accessible Alsace wines, so it's the one I thought we'd taste first because it's very fresh and very fruity. And Not only do they have the traditional bottles, they have what we should really be using, the traditional glasses. They have these small panned, green stemmed, quite tall glasses. They've got rather high centre of gravity, but they are traditional, and they're called Roma. And Mm. you find them in Germany as well. But we're not using those today. This is just ISO glass. It's not Um, going to affect the flavour overly, I don't imagine. No, I don't think it is. Um, So quite subtle. A bit of melon and apricot on the nose there. Mm. And then this clean, dry fruity palette. Um, I was saying Alsace wines go very well with food, but mm. I don't think that really demands um, food accompaniment. Maybe a few olives, but it really is just very good on its
1: own, isn't mm. it? It's quite subtle, isn't it? It's quite a subtle aroma.
0: It's a simple wine.
1: You know, it's not challenging, it's, it's fresh, it's fruity, it's
0: bright, it's not particularly complex, but therein, much of it's appeal. And it should contrast quite markedly with the next wine we're going to try which is what Alsace is is better known for
1: and that is a Riesling. Mm. I have mixed feelings about Riesling. Is that because I've been drinking the wrong stuff?
0: Uh, It could be. Riesling is a a very complicated and certainly on these shores underappreciated grape and it does tend to divide opinion, but the styles vary enormously, from bone dry to really sweet, and um, it can be something that people struggle with. Personally, I love it. The great champion for the grape is Janice Robinson. It's one of her favourite grapes, and she's done a lot to popularise it. But um. In the UK, we do love our Chardonnay and Sauvignon mm. and tend to overlook reasoning, but this is the 2016 vintage from Leon Bea. That's a bit and more herby. You get, well, I don't know if you do, but I get these quite subtle kerosene aromas. It's almost petroly Okay. And then that carries through onto the palate that's a little bit citrus edged and it's got a lovely minerality. It's, it's kind of crystalline almost. Wow.
1: That really cuts mm. through after the Pinot Blanc. Much more persistent mm. on the palate
0: mm-hmm. than the Pinot Blanc. Mm. Ergo, better suited to food. It's very rich cuisine. I think there's more Michelin stars in Alsace than, than any other French Isn't that re- really? region. Isn't really? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really gastronomic place to go. And, and it's very rich culture with things like tartiflette and um, fondues and raclettes. And of course, choucroute. Big famous Alsace dish with pickled cabbage. And this will go very well with, with all manner
1: of quite rich dishes. So you'd put it alongside something cheesy, like a raclette?
0: Yeah, I think you could happily do that, or gorgeous. or poultry, fish even. It's mm. It's got the acidity and length and depth to
1: take on really quite complex flavours. That's actually very nice. I'm changing my mind about Riesling with every sip.
0: Well, and it's opening out in the glass. I mean, mm-hmm. we've, we've just uncorked that, but I think um, over the course of a meal, all that would re- reveal um, you know, more facets than it, than it has done so far. Mm. They only have one red grape in Alsace, and this is it, which is uh, Pinot Noir. And I think this is the lovely 2015 vintage. You can't really go wrong in the whole of France with the 2015 vintage. It was really blessed um, everywhere in the north and south, east okay. and west. But this is the Bayer's 2015 Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir, again in the, in the fluted
1: bottle. Looks and even stranger, doesn't it? A red in that fluted bottle.
0: Yeah, and the colour is quite distinctive. It's almost... see what you think. Uh, you, you have a better colour vocabulary than I do, but it is... Um, it's quite a pale, mm. translucent.
1: Golly, gar- it is, isn't it?
0: A garnet colour.
1: It's and got a it heavier is- aroma than you'd imagine because you can see right through that. And it's that got, got this colour in the slight- glass, can't
0: you? Small red fruit, sort of summer berry notes, and then very supple tannin. And you could drink that very happily, lightly chilled. It's, it's mm. almost like a deep rosette.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: So supple, subtle, yeah. mm-hmm. slightly peppery.
1: Mm-hmm. Not cloying at all though. You know, you said it's like a deep rosé, but it doesn't have that kind of slightly, sometimes sugary.
0: No, no, flavor. it's really quite savory and yeah. um, this is young now. You could happily keep that for another couple of years. And again, a really great versatile food wine that would stand up to grilled red meat, even quite oily fish. Mm-hmm. Salmon, yeah, mm-hmm. and all these wines are very good with those cleanly spiced
1: Asiatic dishes. So that's a nice idea. That's they that would, would be warm.
0: with Thai and Vietnamese cuisine. So if you had a nice, uh, you know, chili infused Vietnamese
1: beef salad, that, that could be great with that. And confound everyone by serving a red wine with your fish.
0: Well, that's a controversial thing. I, I can, can cope with it, but uh, many people can't. Um, you can. <laughs> You can upset people by doing that. but uh, Couldn't you do
1: that? A lightly curried fish with this wine? Would that be a disaster? Yeah, you can. Uh, no, I don't have any problem.
0: As long as they're not heavily tannic, any kind of red that you could serve lightly chilled. Mm-hmm. And again, I'd avoid sort of creamy sauces, which they do yeah. go in for in the Alsace. But uh, certainly anything that's got a bit of spicy kick to it, I think can stand up to those um, deeper rosés and lighter reds. I don't have any problem with it. Yeah. Right, last up... Is a real treat.
1: Isn't that a sweet little bottle? It's very, very nice. That would fit very neatly in my pocket.
0: Uh, no, it's, it's lovely. So this is a half bottle of what is one of Alsace's great uh, treats, which is a late harvest. So a Vendange Tardive. Ah. Gewurztraminer. So Gewurztraminer is many would argue the key grape of Alsace is that it's the lowest yielding grape and Gewürz in German means spice and Tramina is just the generic grape so it's, it's a spicy grape this is the 2011 late harvested Gewürz Tramina. so it's sweet it's very sweet which is why we elected to take it in half bottles we've got 240 of these and that's it that's the lot and um so there's one less But look, first of all, at the colour of this. Mm -hmm. It's that lovely, rich, golden, deep straw colour. And then, on the nose, you Mm. immediately get that spicy, lychee aroma. It's um, yeah, it's really quite extraordinary. I mean, there's there's no other grape. I mean, in blind tasting, that would be a bit of a gift because it almost smells like turfish delight you get rose water light yeah, yeah 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 spice and then on the palate, incredible length luscious rich taffeta textured and great length and these they're very versatile so traditionally they're quite often served as a sort of preprandial prandial bombouche a little to pick me up okay again another controversial thing they do go very well with foie gras all
1: right I, say no more
0: yeah <laughs> blue cheese so a salty really? blue cheese yeah blue cheese okay. and a late harvested Gewürztraminer absolutely wonderful that's a marriage made in heaven and then of course fruit-based dessert so mm-hmm. a tart tatin mm-hmm. or a strudel uh, go really well with a late harvested um, Gewürztraminer like this
1: but I just drink it on its own of a dinner party instead of dessert. i would join you, I'll join you in a non-dessert dessert. That's a plan. <laughs> Cheers. More adventures in wine at www.yap.co.uk